Seeing Double. I'm your co-host Bradford Barth. And I'm your host, Stephanie Kretz. Why do you sound so sad? Because Stephanie, this week's subject had so much senseless violence and murder in it. Yeah, there was a lot of... Millions of people yeah, died. It was a high, high body count this week. It was. And it was only part one. I know, of a two-part thing. Ugh, how many it's more? Like, it's like there's going to be so much more. Probably. Especially when you consider the fallout. I know. And that poor baby. Oh, the baby. That's the worst. Yeah, I know. Anyway, we're talking about Battlestar Galactica, the miniseries. The murder series. The murder series. (laughs) Part one. (laughs) So we're just doing the first half because it's three hours long, the miniseries, which is technically like two episodes or two mini movies smushed together. Yep. So I thought we'd split it up because I took. You know like, what that means? When a, it aired, there was an hour of commercials. I wonder if it even aired all at the same time. It didn't, but it was. Oh, two, in general. Yeah, it was yeah. two two hour slots, which means there was an hour of commercials. That's a lot of commercials. That is a lot of commercials. But I don't know. It was the early 2000s, so maybe there were less commercials because they didn't hate us as much back then. It was two two hour slots. Oh. What do you think they do? Had fun banter in between? <laughs> yes, obviously. We represent the lollipop kids. <laughs> Just came in singing their song. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm game. Obviously. But yeah, so I forgot I was, where I was going. I'm sorry. I'm really tired this week. Oh, why? <laughs> Work has been very stressful. Like, good stressful, but yeah, very busy. Yeah, I, I can relate. And I'm very tired. I've been at work late every day this week. I've just been working nonstop. Like, I yesterday I didn't even get up from my desk. I mean, I got up like to go to the bathroom. But good. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't use a chamber pot. <laughs> but it was, hold on, guys, divert your eyes. But oh, I was really yeah. glad I had a sandwich in my bag, or it would have been bad news because I did not have any time to do anything else. So you just grabbed that good old sandwich from your bag and nom nommed it right at your desk. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cool. I was, well, I think you were trying to text me and I was having a freak out because I couldn't answer because I was so busy and it was stressing me out. Oh, well, you know, I was just being happy about you doing something about a tweet I did. Oh, I retweeted your tweet yeah. about, about this podcast. Yep. Well, about the last episode. Oh, yeah, because you made a moon joke. I thought it was very witty. It was witty, which is probably why I enjoyed it. But at the time, I had no memory of (laughs) of what I read because I was so busy. Yes, because your response was, I must have? Yes? (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. Oh, madness. But yeah, so we decided to split this up into two episodes because I already took like a billion pages of notes from just part one. Oh, joy. Yeah, so you guys listen to me talk a lot. Yay. <laughs> because a lot happens and I mean it's it's a world building episode it and is. it's a setup for four seasons of a TV show. So that was not in the books yet. In the books? I was looking at the IMDb and this was just done as a min- mini series. Oh, right. Like they didn't know the show was coming. And it, yeah. It became the the launching the, the, pad. The pilot uh-huh. for uh the whole series. When I first watched Battlestar Galactica, I did not see this part yet. Really? When I first watched it, I, well, I got 
I was living with Missy at the time mm-hmm. and I remember I got home from work or vacation. I think we decided it was vacation. We were talking about this recently. Okay. And um, like I think I was home for Christmas because it was December and it was cold. Right. I remember. It usually and, is in December. <laughs> in, in Chicago. Especially um, in Chicago. And I got home and she was already like a few episodes in and I was like, oh, I really wanted to watch the show. And she was like, okay. So we just started it over. Nice. <laughs> and uh, I think Nick sent us his because for some reason they put all of Battlestar Galactica on Netflix at the time but without the miniseries which doesn't make any sense to me that doesn't make any so sense. so Nick had to send us his DVD of it so that we could watch it which I think we saw somewhere in the midst of season one gotcha so, I actually watched the miniseries because I was very very excited for this to happen cool because I remember the original widely known as horrible TV series mm-hmm. of Battlestar Galactica from the 70s <laughs> yeah so I was kind of stoked because I remember all the things that were in that as yeah. far as things. And it was very cool to me that uh, they kept a, a lot of it the same. Like the Battlestar, although looks much nicer and grungier, uh, it, almost the exact same layout as mm-hmm. the original and, and the uh, Vipers as well. So it, it was a nice throwback to a show that I remember liking. Not so sure if I could say I like it, though. I haven't gone back to watch it because when you read all the comments on it, it's like, oh, this show was just a train wreck. Yeah, I feel like when Missy and I finally finished watching all four seasons, which we we basically recreated that Portlandia skit where they just like don't leave their couch (laughs) and they just watch all of it like next episode, next episode, and then they don't pay their bills and then they just it's just that's just their life because it was we were both on Christmas break and that's what we did. Cool. We just watched all of it in like two weeks. Wow. And <laughs> ordered a lot room, of takeout. What did the room smell like at the end? Beautiful because we're beautiful smelling women. Okay. Just making sure. <laughs> Probably like delicious Italian takeout or Chinese food. <laughs> I'm, 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 also, that's, I'm down. That's, um, that's good. But after we finished it, we decided to check out an episode of the old series because we were <laughs> so desperate for more. And then you regretted and then that. We were like, <laughs> we, I think we got like ten minutes in. And we were like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the seventies. It was the seventies, but you know, usually I enjoy some bad seventies silliness, and this was just. I think weird. Starbuck, or not Star. Wow, Starbuck. Starbuck's a character. I think um, what's about Buck Rogers uh-huh. was probably a better show. Because mm. you know, it had a robot bear. I don't even know what that is. And Ziggy, Iggy, Iggy, Ziggy, I think it was Ziggy. I don't remember now. I have no idea what you're talking about. There was a boyish sized robot and then there was a bear robot and uh, Buck Rogers was a spaceman that uh, went through a wormhole and got transported into the future. Interesting. On a space shuttle. So it was during space shuttle time. During space shuttle time. Well, just, you know. When it was popular. When the space shuttle was probably new. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. I think that was the more liked show. Than Battlestar? Yeah. But even even in the beginning when the guy's sitting there at the Armatist uh, space station, you know, and he's got that uh, drawing of the Cylon, those are the Cylons that were in the original series. Oh, I know. Yeah. A lot of good throwbacks. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, I'm going to take you back with some narration. <laughs> we all love it when I read things. We do. 
The Cylons were created by man. They were created to make life easier on the twelve colonies. And then the day came when the Cylons decided to kill their masters. Well, that's fun. After a long and bloody struggle, an armistice was declared. The Cylons left for another world to call their own. A remote space station was built where Cylon and human could meet and maintain diplomatic relations. Every year, the colonials send an officer. The Cylons send no one. No one has seen or heard from the Cylons in 40 years. Dun, dun, dun. The end. <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> Bye. And then they sent back a T-1000 in time to kill John Connor. <laughs> <laughs> wrong show. You watched the wrong thing. <laughs> it's just funny how it's kind of like Terminator. I suppose. Skynet wanting to kill yeah. its master. This is why robots are bad. They always want to kill their master. Robots are great, Stephanie. You take that back. Actually, I probably shouldn't say that because there's probably a lot of robots in here. You take that <laughs> like back. Like my phone. <laughs> like BB-8. Oh, yeah, BB-8's over there. Sorry, BB-8. You're not a bad robot. You're a good robot. Okay. Beep, beep. Yep. That's not what he sounds like anyway. <laughs> edit, edit real BB-8 noise in there, Brad. <laughs> um, anyway, so... The show opens with that narration going on, and we see this guy, this colonial officer, sitting and waiting to meet with the Cylons, but no one ever comes, so he's just like, la, 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 drawing and looking at pictures and whatever. And he has photos of his family on the desk with him. But then the doors open, and in come the Cylon robots, affectionately known as toasters. Yes. Along with a blonde woman in a red dress. Uh Uh-huh. I love her. Everybody loves her. I'm wearing my Caprica 6 shirt right now because I love her so much. Nice. I thought I would be on brand. Very good. <laughs> um, so when people look at this, they know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can see it in your mind's eye. Ooh, that mind's eye is back again. It's a baseball t-shirt which says Caprica 6, like I'm on a team of Battlestar Galactica. You know what I need to watch? Caprica. What? Do you? <laughs> I haven't seen it. I saw, I saw it. Yeah. It's like a prequel, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. All right. I'll make up my own mind. Okay. Let's continue with this one. Yeah. This one's amazing. It is. I like Caprica. It's just, eh, compared to Battlestar Galactica. James Marsh is in it, though, from Buffy, if I remember correctly. I might be making that up, though. I don't, anyway. haven't watched it. I've only seen the cover art. I can't A remember. girl with a freaking apple in her hand. I was about to say pickle, but then my <laughs> mind remembered that it was an apple. <laughs> Maybe it would have been a better show if it was a pickle. <laughs> um, so the blonde woman walks over to Colonial Officer and asks if he's alive. He says yes, and she says to prove it and kisses him. And then there's a big old Cylon ship, and it blows up the station. Mm-hmm. It has begun. It has begun. Didn't she say that? Yeah. I and then she it kisses him again. <laughs> didn't know if that was my editorializing or if that's what I think she, she said, said it. Yeah. I think she said it, yeah. But I just wrote, it has begun. Because it, it has begun. <laughs> what has happened before will happen again. That's a later on thing that they say, but whatever. Um, the peace treaties fall away and everything blows up. And then we go over to the Battlestar Galactica and we see Starbuck running through the ship. Oh, I was running and no one can see me. <laughs> I was miming it. Stephanie was running. Um, as much as you can run on a couch, sitting uh-huh. with your legs crossed and a laptop in your lap. I made an effort, okay. But it was running. Uh-huh. She had the arms moving. Yeah. 
Um, she passes by uh, Commander Adama and he says, what do you hear? And she says, nothing but the rain. And he says, grab your gun and bring in the cat. And I got really emotional. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I don't even know why. <laughs> because it's like the dirt. It's like their thing that they say all the time. Whenever she's out on a mission, he always, she always says she hears nothing but the rain. And he says that line. And oh. it's like a theme throughout the whole show. It's been a while since I've watched it through again. Yeah. So I don't remember. But I was just like, oh, everyone's baby. And they're all still happy, sort of. Mm-hmm. And everything's going to get horrible. And the casting for Starbuck or Kara Thrace, I loved it. Katie Sackhoff is the best. Yes, I because in the original series, Starbuck was a dude. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Don't worry. Cool. I have a very funny thing that he wrote about it. Who's he? The actor that played Starbuck. Oh, okay. When he <laughs> when he had this comeback? He wrote a, a blog post called Lost in Castration, if that gives you any indication. <laughs> So I'm taking it wasn't happy. <clears throat> no. Anyway, so the Galactica is kind of like a big museum at this point. There's this guy named Aaron Doral giving tours of the ship. That's also. Do you recognize Aaron Doral? No. He's from Orphan Black. Who did he do? He was Daniel. He was Rachel's man before Ferdinand. Well, after Ferdinand, before Ferdinand, whatever. Her. Her like bodyguard guy that went after Sarah and Helena. No, I didn't make that connection. Yeah, same dude. Okay. Anyway, this is kind of like giving us, this whole scene is just like a nice walkthrough of the ship. We get to Mm -hmm. see all the halls, the command room, the engine room, and then we're introduced to some of the major characters, Commander Adama, Callie on the engine team, engine team, I don't know, whatever. Okay, they are, it's not the engine room. It's the flight deck. The flight deck, sorry. But they go to In the- In a spaceship. Yeah. It's the flight deck. The flight deck, thank you. With all the vipers. Yes. Or raptors. Vipers and raptors. Yes. Raptors, are, okay, yeah. Raptors, raptors are, the are the ones the, that the Boomer and, one, right. and okay. Hilo fly. Yep. Um, Lieutenant Gaeta, Colonel Ty, Chief Tyrell, Tyrell, I don't know, whichever way you want to say it. Okay. Um, How did they say it on the show? <laughs> I think he said it differently than I said in my mind, which is why I wasn't sure cool. if I remembered properly. I think he's, I think I always said Tyrell, and I think he says Tyrell. It's probably Tyrell. It's weird. I, let's just call him Chief, because that's what everyone else calls that's him. That's what everybody does call him. Who What's cares up, Chief? what his last name is? And then we cut to all the pilots uh, gathering together. They're drinking and gambling and smoking cigars. Um, we kind of find out a little bit more about their personalities, that Starbuck uh-huh. is drunk and disorderly. <laughs> She's gotten yep. arrested for it a few times. Of course. Or thrown in the brig, to be more specific. Yep. Um, she really likes pissing off Colonel Ty. Um, we also meet Hilo and Boomer. Right. Hilo is played by Tamo Pennicut, who is also on Dollhouse, and I love him dearly. Um, I also met him, fun fact. Um <laughs> <laughs> He's very cute in real life. Uh, and then Boomer is played by Grace Park. And she's his like co-pilot or co-partner whenever they go she's out She's the on. pilot. He's the navigator, right, I think. Right, thank you. Always with the technical. Well, you know. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're... I'm, that, I, that, wasn't how, a, that wasn't an insult or a sarcastic comment. That was a... I like technical stuff. That was an appreciation. Which is why I like Star Trek. We're not talking about Star Trek. This is a Battlestar Galactica episode. I know. Starbuck wins the hand that they're playing in. With all colors, whatever that means. Yeah, who the, who the <laughs> F They must knows. be playing Uno. 
Space Uno. Space Uno. <laughs> you don't get one. You don't get down to one card. You have to get all the colors. Yeah. Full colors. I feel like back when I was super obsessed with BSG, I. I feel like we bought, I feel like we owned these cards and we learned how to play whatever the fuck they're playing all the time. Really? Because we had them because they were the stupid hexagon shapes. Because uh-huh. everything has the corners cut off in right. the show. Every piece of paper. Right. Even the paper that comes out of the printer. <laughs> how do they do that? How does it not Space jam? paper. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? So, okay. So, Starbuck was kind of messing with Ty the whole time and saying like teasing about his ex-wife and being Mm -hmm. drunk and then she wins the hand and Ty is super pissed and he kind of attacks her but then she punches him so he does a literal table flip yeah (laughs) literal literal he flips the table yeah I'm done with this yeah flip the table um, and so then he sends her to the brig for striking a superior asshole. Or, sorry, Officer. That was, that's her. That was her word. Her term, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's funny. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is good. Back. So we're going to go to Earth for a little bit. Or Caprica. Yes, ma'am. Not Thank Earth. you. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. It's Caprica. We're going to Caprica. We're in Caprica City and Secretary Laura Roslin is waiting for test results. And while we're in this scene... There's a fun little Easter egg that flies overhead. And it is the Firefly ship. It is. From Firefly. Serenity. It's a Firefly. Serenity ship from Firefly. Yes, it's a Firefly class uh, cargo ship. Called the Serenity. Well, the one from Firefly was called the Serenity. But that's what it is. It's Serenity. You don't know that this one had mail on it? Oh, it did. (laughs) That's why it was was intentional. That it was Serenity, yeah. Okay. Was Joss involved in this? I'll get to I have I'll oh, get to it. Okay, I didn't know. I'm you just... got to wait till the end. Oh god, I hate waiting. <laughs> She's unfortunately not having a good day. She's waiting for some test results. And about all you medical test results, yeah. yeah. And all you get from it before you hear a lot of mind static is it's malignant. Mhm. So, cancer. She's seen on a ship. She's then seen on like a little ship transport to go to the to Galactica and has a bit of a breakdown in the bathroom and it's mm-hmm. really sad. Yep. Um, back in Caprica City, we see the same blonde woman from the beginning. How, what's going on? Didn't she blow up? She did blow up. I saw it. Weird. She's walking through the market and then things are about to get bad. Yep. <laughs> Very bad. Very bad. I don't know how I feel about this. Ugh. You should feel bad about it. I feel bad about it. <laughs> I forgot about it, and I was like, "Oh no!" Now, it's bad. like, I slowly remembered as it was happening, and I was like, "Oh god." There's one thing I noticed this time through that I don't think I noticed the first time through. Mm-hmm. Afterward, oh, so she's she's walking through the market, and then they start playing the Cylon music, which I love that piece of music. I don't know, I can't recreate it. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's like, ominous. It's ominous, but ting- tingly at the same time. It's ominous, tingly. Sorry, I heard a weird noise from my neighbors. Oh, you know. Neighbors will do what neighbors do. Uh-huh. Um, she sees a baby and, and a... What's the thing you push? Buggy. Buggy. <laughs> Thank you. Stroller. Stroller, Jesus. It was more buggy-ish, though, than stroller. Because it had a full-laying bed-looking thing in it, so I'd call that a buggy, personally. Okay, that works. She asks if she can hold it, or no, the, maybe the woman offers to let her hold him. Um, she just says all this creepy shit like, so light, so fragile. 
Um, and <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. It's almost like she didn't know what a baby was. Right. The mom takes the baby back from her and puts him back in the buggy. And the lady's husband was like, well, she says, it's amazing how the neck can support so much weight. Yes. <laughs> so creepy. <laughs> so awful. Again, almost like she has no idea what a baby is. Yeah, the mom gets distracted by the husband, <coughs> and then we hear this little, Ugh. and then she walks she runs away. away. Well, she doesn't run away. She, she walks, walks away. away. And this is what I noticed this time. She almost looks like hurt by what she did. She is. T- so that's why she's my favorite, which mm-hmm. is bad to say after she just killed a baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> as we'll find out, probably saved it from a much worse. Right. Well, that's what she's kind of saying, like, when she's holding it, she's saying something like, you don't know, like, what's coming, and, like, she thinks she's sparing it, basically. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be over soon, or mm-hmm. something like that. But, yeah, like, I feel like she is learning about humans, and is having these moments where she realizes how fragile humanity is. Yeah, probably makes sense. She has a lot of interesting character development throughout the series she does anyway and her name's technically caprica like that's what they call her throughout this show is caprica okay that's why my shirt is caprica six because that's her name Uh, (laughs) we don't learn that in this first we don't learn her name's caprica for a while but that's just kind of like in the legit series at that point yeah Yeah. and i just and i also really like it because when lucy lawless is on the show and she's always like caprica she says her (laughs) name all cute Okay. <laughs> With her accent. We meet Dr. Gaius Baltar. He's doing an interview. He looks very bored. And then a blonde, the blonde woman comes into his house. I'm just going to call her Caprica because it's easier in my brain. Go for it. Um, we all know that's who it is. They get real smoochy and then they bone. And her spine starts glowing red while they're doing it. Yep. Uh, back on she the- did say she was feeling hot. She did. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's just, maybe it was glowing red hot. Yeah, man. <laughs> Back on the Galactica, Captain Apollo slash Lee Adama arrives. He is Commander Adama's son. One of. We'll, we'll get there. I know. <laughs> Chief and Boomer are fighting about the raptor when they get back into the <laughs> deck. And they're like yelling at each other, but also slowly stripping clothes off of themselves and then off of each other and uh, then they start making out <laughs> yeah oh, oh they're in a relationship yeah you okay. start to see these like little hints of things that are going on under the surface of all of these different people there's so many people and on They've this all, one some of them gotta be doing it on this one time watch through i should say i got the impression this time that Hilo was well aware of their oh for relationship. sure yeah it was yeah. acting up because he knew it was the way for mm-hmm. them to get Hilo's out of the room. Hilo's a good boy. Hilo's a very good boy. I also like that she just was like, shut up, sir. Or he said, shut up, sir, to her. Because <laughs> she outranks him. Yeah. So, yeah, everyone's called sir no matter what your gender is. And yeah, that's well, just your rank. It's a military ship. Yeah. So I'm that's... just saying. I'm just pointing it out. Okay. Gaius and Caprica are walking through the city and talking about some project that she's working on or he's working on and then she was able to poke around the defense mainframe she says god wanted her to help gaius and he's kind of like 
<laughs> okay, whatever, lady. Yeah, Gaius doesn't seem very religious. He's not religious at all, and she's kind of strangely religious for considering what she just did. <laughs> uh-huh. He says he's going to go meet someone, and then she's meeting with someone, but we don't see who that someone is. So they're kind of like out of frame or whatever. Right. And, and she says, like, oh, you're calling. finally here or something. You finally made it. Yeah. It's about time or something that, something to that. Sorry, I got distracted. My dad was calling. <laughs> yep. Um, let me just tell him one second that I'm recording a podcast. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Rosalind arrives on the Galactica, and her assistant, Billy, is with her. He loses track of Rosalind when he sees a pretty girl walk by. That pretty mm-hmm. girl is Dee. Yes. I love Dee. I love her eyes. She's so cute. Her, her literal eyes. Yeah. So everybody keep your minds out of the gutter. She's got nice colored eyes. She has very nice eyes. Um, Rosalind and Adama are kind of having an argument about upgrading the systems on the Galactica, but Adama refuses to have networked computers on his ship because that's how people got murdered in the past yep. with the Cylons. Yep. They got into the computers and infiltrated the systems and screwed a bunch of people over. Yep. And that's why you don't integrate your systems on a battleship. Yeah. In the future. Yes. In the future. In space. Or is it? I'm going to say in space. <laughs> I just mouthed the spoiler. Yep, you did. I might have to turn up the volume there no. because you did say it. I didn't say it loud enough for anyone to hear. Well, not with my current settings on my noise gate, <laughs> but that can be changed. <clears throat> Apollo goes to visit Starbuck in the brig, and she says she's in there for striking a superior asshole. Yep. Um, they start talking about a funeral and how they haven't seen each other in a couple years, and then they find out that. Apollo's brother Zach passed away, and it seems that he was Starbucks' boyfriend. Uh huh. They're kind of weird and awkward about it, and then and Lee's. Yeah, I think it was a accident during some. It was an accident during a a Viper um training thing. I wrote, I have more details about it later. I can't remember all the details. When he talks to Adama, they talk about it. Yeah, and Apollo was a, well, we'll get to it. When we yeah, he blames it. his dad for it. He basically tells Starbuck that he blames his dad for it because his dad pushed Zack into being a pilot and he didn't have the skills for it. Right. Six, uh, Caprica Six is sitting in Gaius's living room, or in his bedroom, I guess. There's like a couch in there, I don't know. <laughs> and he, she's just like sitting there in the dark while he's boning another girl. <laughs> No, they were, they were asleep. Oh, they were asleep. Yeah. They, had, they had already... They had <laughs> previously had relations. <laughs> um, and then he... She says his name loudly enough for him to hear, and then he wakes up, and he's like, oh, God. And she says, spare me your feigned self-awareness and remorse. <laughs> I love her. I just wrote awkward family photo as my note, and I don't know what that was. Oh, maybe Adama oh. and Lee taking a photo together. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Is that, uh, yeah. That's what it was. Was it? Was yeah. It shaking? Okay. Yeah. Not the family photo that is a gift? No. Okay. This was, yeah, the Adama, like they made Lee go stand oh, next to Adama. Yes, because Apollo or Lee is going to, uh, he's going to be the, um, participating in the flyover mm-hmm. and, and he'll be flying his dad's raptor from the war. Yeah. Not raptor. Viper. Viper. Hi, Sookie. Which 
chief, whatever his name is, had restored Mm -hmm. after finding it in a junkyard. Yep. Adama tries to have a convo with his son, but Lee doesn't want to talk about Zach or anything really because he blames his dad for everything. Mm -hmm. And he's still very (laughs) angry about it. Yeah, he's very, very mad, even though it's been two years. Yep. Suki's also very angry about it. Hi, Suki. (laughs) All right. Tell us your thoughts about Battlestar Galactica. You've watched all of it, haven't you? And she sits down. She just she's trying to push me off the couch. (laughs) Um, back on Capricorn. I almost said Earth again. Sorry, sorry, nerds. It's not Earth. I know. I said Caprica. I think there's only one blue planet in the whole galaxy. (laughs) Yeah, that's how self-absorbed. That's how (laughs) self-involved I am. Um, Caprica tells Gaius that she's a Cylon, but he doesn't believe her because. Silence Everyone don't knows. Look like them. Yeah, silence yeah. are toasters. Yep. And then he starts freaking out because he realizes that he unwittingly gave her all the access to the defense mainframe. She has every communication, deployment schedule, and unlimited access to every database. And she wrote a bunch of code that made his stuff work better, which yeah. means she actually knows all the code too. Yeah. So she kind of wrote her way into their plan. Yep. Literally. And Gaius kind of slowly comes to the realization that he assisted in more or less treason. Yep. <laughs> um, he's very but he's, he's still trying to it. deny his involvement. Like, yeah. um, even though she's like, it won't matter. Yeah, he's like, how many people know about this? What, they can't know about me. Blah, blah blah. And she says, even she says, what is Gaius in a nutshell of the entire show, which is. Even now, as the fate of your entire world hangs in the balance, all you can think about is how this affects you. Yep. <laughs> that is his entire personality. That is. Yep. <laughs> it's true. I think that was the guy's entire personality on the original series as well, because Gaius Baltar is uh-huh. a repeat character. Yeah. He does have my favorite line of the entire show, which is, no more Mr. Nice Gaius. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember when he says that. Some, somewhere in season one, but it makes me happy every oh, time. Geez. So, yeah, Gaius is freaking out because if anyone finds out, then he's going to be punished with death. Um, but Caprica says it doesn't matter because no one will be left to charge you with anything. Humanity's children are returning home today. What? Does she speak explodes. of the future of doom? Something she explodes. must. Some, something explodes. Something explodes? Mm-hmm, background. Oh, a lot of things well, explode. <laughs> one thing explodes first. Um, with a very bright light. There's a very so we're going to assume a nuclear weapon. Maybe. Maybe just a party. It's a bright light. It's a rave. It's a nuclear weapon. There was a mushroom (laughs) cloud afterward. Not that one. There was a very tiny explosion first. Oh. This is the first initial one. Okay. Um, And then there's a decommissioning ceremony on the Galactica. Mm -hmm. Adama gives a powerful speech about we have to take responsibilities and creating the uh, Cylons and all of our actions and blah, blah, blah. And don't forget your past. Mm Mm-hmm. But then more explosions are happening on Caprica. And then Caprica tells Gaius that she can't die. And even if she dies on Caprica, she's going to wake up somewhere else and be transferred to a new body. And she tells him there are 12 Cylon models and that she is number six, which is why people refer to her as Caprica Six. Right. And Caprica, because that's where they were and that's where they built. She, yeah. That's where she Cylons. originated. Well, I feel like... No, because the other Cylons aren't named Caprica 2 and Caprica 4. I feel like she chose the name Caprica because that's where she discovered her humanity. Wait, there's 12 models? Mm-hmm. Are there 12 colonies? Yes. 
Uh, they each picked a colony name, I bet. And if when we watch further, we'll probably notice. No, that. they all they don't do that. No. No, Caprica's the only one that takes on that name. What are the others? I can't say it's spoilers. Oh. Okay. I can't reveal the final five. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, sorry. You said twelve models. Yeah, but we only know about Caprica in the beginning. Oh yeah, it's true. Okay, continue. Just in case I anyone's apologize. never seen it. I, you know, I would never spoil that. Major when we moment. watch it through this night, when I watch it through this next time, I am going to pay attention and see if any of the other ones are named after the various colonies. They're not. Okay. I don't think so. You don't think so? You don't know for sure, though. I'm going to say 99% sure. Okay. You won't give me one. <laughs> How about the least favorite one? No, because they because Caprica named herself. Oh, so they just all were numbers before. She is number six. Okay. But she becomes Caprica Six because that's where she found herself. Her her herself personality. T- she felt or tied to Caprica gotcha. because she's the one that caused all of that insanity. <laughs> okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. All right, gotcha. Anyway, explosions are happening. She tells guys she can't die. Blah blah blah. Twelve models. Um, a big. This is the big nuclear explosion you were thinking of, and then she protects Gaius and covers him. Um. I think they're just happening in different parts of the world. Yeah, they're happening all over Caprica. But this one was a Caprica City one. Yes. Um, the Battlestar Galactica gets a message that, excuse me, that says the Cylon attack is underway. This is not a drill. Action stations. I wrote yep. that. <laughs> yes. um, Colonel Ty thinks it's a retirement joke. Right. Um, but Adama's not taking any chances. He says all indications point to a massive assault on colonial defenses. Mm-hmm. As of this moment, we are at war. Stand to your duties. Trust your fellow shipmates, and we'll all get through this. I think he wasn't taking any chances with it because of the reports of um, ships that were going to intercept, losing all power, mm-hmm. and then obviously being defeated. I mean, he's had quite a lot of practice with it, so he's... Well, he was in the first one. Yeah. So, yeah. He knows what's going on. The Galactica attack squadron is out in the space. In the space. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at what I just thought. Okay. My thought was, he was in the first war. He knows all of those toasters burn the toast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Because of nuclear weapons and fire and burning. Mm-hmm. Good. Burnt. Burnt toast. Burnt toast. They see, so we get a report that there's 30 battle stars that have already been lost in the first wave. Um, the Galactica Attack Squadron, which is a bunch of people in Vipers, uh-huh. um, see Cylon Raiders ahead. Um, they start pushing down, or they get Starbuck out of the brig. They start pushing down all the mu- museum stuff to get the to get to the f- Vipers. Yeah, because Adama wanted more vipers out there and they're mm-hmm. like we don't have anything else and he goes that's funny i seem to remember a full squadron down on the whatever side of the ship yeah. it was on um they they're also getting reports of battle stars losing power before the attacks which they think is weird mm-hmm. um the vipers that are out there ready ready to attack these two cylon ships we they look like these weird curvy guy curvy things i don't know how to explain them you know what i'm talking about yeah they're kind of like a the raiders like a they're, bird wingspan. They're, they're kind of like, but not quite like, the rebel symbol from Star Wars. Yes. 
Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't go as high. Right. In the middle. And we see like a little flash, like a red laser go across the front of it, like an eyeball kind of. Classic Cylon thing. Oh, Cylons. And And then all of the Viper's ships lose power after it does that. Yep. And Kit from Knight Rider. (laughs) He also had the flashing light in the front. Don't trust flashy light. No, Kit was good. Oh, okay. Car was bad. Oh. <laughs> um, they realize that there's no cockpits on these ships because there couldn't be. Um, and that the actual ships are Cylons too. Well, they they said there's no pilot. Oh, that okay. They said there's no cockpit. There's no cockpit. Yeah. Because they didn't see any canopy. Right. But that anyway. I started to think about future episodes, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah, we're the Starbuck thing. So there's there's room. Yeah. But not room for a toaster to get in there, which is probably what they were thinking. They're oh, probably thinking because they okay. don't know the Cylons are humans yet or look like humans. Well, they don't even know what the toasters look like. They've got, what, 50-year-old schematics of the original Cylons? Sure, but I'm sure they assume that they look like toasters. Yeah. Like, anyway. We know they don't look like the original because of the opening scene. Right. They're much cooler looking. They're a little bit sleeker. They're yeah. still big and clunky, though. I think they're bigger than the original ones. Yeah, exactly. So they fit in there even less. Mm -hmm. So these poor vipers have no power and they're just floating out in space and they're basically at the mercy and these radars launch a bunch of missiles and all of them blow up. Yep. And Boomer and Hilo are in their raptor and they can just, all they can do is watch helplessly. They can't do anything about it. Because they can't even communicate with them. Yeah. And now the Cylons are after them and they drive Boomer and Hilo into the main fight. And then Hilo takes a hit in the leg. Some shrapnel like flies up through the bottom of the ship and gets him. And then like yep. they diverge enough. Yeah, I'm a little confused about where everything is at this point. Like, did the Raptors do a flyover on Battlestar Galactica and then start heading toward Caprica? I don't know what their plan. I think what because I thought was happening. Battlestar is nowhere near uh, Caprica. Right. It's like on its way there to be decommissioned and turned into a museum. But it's like, you know, I, I'm assuming they did this flyover and then they were heading back to Caprica. I, yeah, maybe. I feel like the, well, so the, I feel like the decommissioning thing happened like a few hours before this attack happened. So I feel like the. The, right, they had the ceremony. They went to go intercept the Cylons when they started hearing the like the the Vipers and the Raptor went out to go intercept the Cylons when they heard the reports of them coming at like being attacked, all the Black Battle Stars being attacked. Okay, so they probably were out there ready Looking. to you know fight them and take them down so they wouldn't do the same to their Galactica okay. or to their Battle Star. And. I don't know how far away they got out away from the Galactica, but it was far enough away that they were close to Caprica. Yeah. So I'm not sure, really. Yeah, because they take the uh, Raptor to go, uh, to, to Caprica. Caprica instead of going to back yeah, so to the Battlestar. Well, because oh, because they said there there's a whole fleet in their way back to Galactica. Oh, okay. That's, That's why right. they can't go okay. back there. You're right. All right. Um, so they decide to put their ship on cruise control so that the Cylons won't see any heat signatures or any other kinds of It wasn't cruise whatever. control. She shut it down. She, she says... G- she gave them enough inertia. I know, but she says she's going to cruise to Caprica. Yeah, because yeah, she went in with no power. Yeah. So, um, oh, that, no, that's how they were getting through the fleet that was around the planet. Mm-hmm. But there was another one in the other direction, So, I basically, she gave them enough momentum to finish 
and you know, in space, there's like no uh, drag because yeah. you're in space. So it's like when, if you're going in one direction, you're going to keep flowing that way. Right. They, yeah, they cruise through and look like debris, basically. Yeah. We find out. So, so Rosalind is on another ship. She's on like a government ship to keep on her way back to Caprica to go right. back to work, basically. Mm-hmm. Once the ceremony is over, she has Billy with her. The Aaron Doral guy, the uh, he was the museum tour tour guide, right. whatever, is also there, and as well as a bunch of other people. Um, they find out that a thermonuclear device with a fifty megaton was detonated over Caprica City, as well as the colonies of Picon, Sagittaron, uh, Geminon, Aralon, Toron, all with high casualties. Yep. Um, Rosalind takes command of the government ship to keep everyone else calm after all of this horrible news. Um, she gets a comm link to the city and she's trying to figure out who's still alive, especially the president right. of Caprica City. And at that moment, they say he, he, they think he got out. Yeah, they assume that he's okay so far. They don't really have any information, but they assume it's okay. But unfortunately, the Cylons have found this government ship and then there's an inbound missile. But then Apollo, who is flying the old Viper for the decommissioning ceremony, gets in front of it, intercepts it, and yep. blows it up. And then he lands on the government ship. I think they bring him in. Or they bring him in. Yeah, because yeah. when the missile bring blew because the, the missile was another nuclear weapon. So I'm going to assume when it blew up that he got damaged EMP a little bit. Wave yeah. Fried I think he his said something about being damaged. Yeah. Yeah. Kilo and Boomer land on Caprica. And while they're fixing their ship and Hilo's a, poor leg. Because they had a fuel leg, a fuel leak yeah, from the shrapnel. From the shrapnel bursting through and hitting Hilo. Um, a bunch of people start running towards them. They have all of their possessions with them. They're clearly running away from all of the madness. And who is with them but Guy's Baltar. Yep. That little shit. Mm-hmm. When they see a ship. <laughs> sorry, it's like he just went. Oh. <laughs> next to me. She's making weird little noises, little cat noises. People are basically ready to attack them and also offering to pay them like a bunch of money. What is, I can't remember the name of their money is. I don't remember the name of the money. Credits? But it was money, yeah. So they're trying to figure out who they can take with them because they do have room on their ship to take it back, to take people back to Galactica. Yeah, but not as many as that were Not there. as many. There's like a, like 30 people or 30 to 50 people yeah, out there. Yeah, they can take like seven or yeah. something like that. So they decide children first. Which left room for three more, I think. Yeah. So they do. I'm just going to do this part first because instead of jumping around everywhere. Um, Sookie. <laughs> that was a cattail. Um, so they decide to do a lottery to see who can get on the ship. They have a few people already that have won and there's one left. Mm-hmm. And an old woman. <laughs> this part makes me laugh because guys, such a little shit sometimes. <laughs> Um, an old woman asks Gaius to read her number, which just so happens to be the winning one. Uh-huh. And of course, we all think he's going <laughs> to screw her over mine, right? and take and be like, uh, but he actually says, it's her. She has it. Like, right. whatever. Because he's afraid that at that moment, the he's guilt like, has gotten gonna, to him so badly. They're going to think that he's the reason that the, the, the defenses were yeah, one beat, whatever. But then... Hilo notices Dr. Gaius Baltar in the in the crowd and he realizes that, you know, how smart he is and how valuable of a person he is to have on the Galactica. 
And so he decides to give up his seat for Gaius. So Gaius yeah. wins in the end anyway. He does. That little shit. Yep. Well, you need um, to have the greatest minds. Yeah. Sharon is not happy about this. Sharon, boomer. Right. Um, she doesn't want to leave her partner behind because, you know, who knows when they're going to be able to send another party back to Caprica. Like, right. And can they survive? Jesus. Like, There's a full-on attack going Right. Like, things are blowing up. There's Cylons everywhere. Who knows if they the raptor's even going to make it back to Galactica. Like, right. Jesus. Um, she starts crying and she as she pulls away from the ship person even jumps on top of the ship as she's flying away and yep. Hilo has to shoot him off like uh-huh. <sighs> it's a very stressful time it is which i understand it's exactly what would happen anywhere else mm-hmm. at any other time right it's very realistic i think it the is yeah, humanity that's coming that's coming out of this yeah and they could only take seven because if they had more than that they wouldn't be able to break atmo right exactly so roslyn roslyn are we at roslyn I think you are back to that. Where yeah, they get back a- to Roslyn. She wants to start saving the civilian ships that are out there. Right. And kind of create her own little fleet so she can protect them. Right. And isn't this one they get the message, the automated message for uh, all governmental people to send in their codes or whatever? Mm-hmm. She finds out that, she, yeah, there's an automated message that starts sounding out. And she realizes that this only happens when most of when bad the people things, in power yeah. are dead. So she figures that she, she the president, them. vice president, and the cabinet are dead. And that she's... Well, they find out. Yeah. They she do. says... Yeah, you, I know. She you, finds out. You have to send this code back. And mm-hmm. she gives her code. And then they get a response based on, on the, uh, the responses to the automated message. Mm-hmm. And so she tells them that she's the 43rd person in the line of succession. But she's the only one left, so <laughs> she just happened to not be in Caprica City at the time of the explosion. So she takes over the twelve. She takes over as president of the twelve colonies of Kobol. Yep. And she is like so nervous and like almost in tears as she's being sworn in. It's a really, it's a really good scene. It's like it very is. emotional. At the Galactica, Starbuck finally gets out in her Viper after a few misfires. I think it was six. Six. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> or, yeah. She was not happy about that. Right. She's were, not happy about a lot of things. There, were some, there were engine fluctuations or something. One of the parts in one of these old ships was bad. Yeah. And... Everything on the Galactica is old as balls. So it's just like everything's always breaking down. They try to do all these flight tests. It's just never worked. It's always trial yeah. and error. Well, and these were also the ones that were going to be museum. Exactly. Pieces. So that doesn't help either. They were their, already decommissioned at some point. All their kind of okay ones all got blown up in, by the raiders. Yep. So And Galactica's already, like, has no ammo. I mean, she's... She's she's decommissioned. She's being decommissioned. Yeah, so she has no... And nothing. It's like, you know, she's not a uh, a warship anymore. Yeah. She's a floating tourist attraction. Exactly. So Starbuck finally gets out there and she targets the Cylon Raider. One of them, however, fires a bunch of nukes and she, you know, gets most of them, but one of, she can't get all of them. So one of them gets past her mm-hmm. and hits the Galactica. Lots of people get seriously injured and then there's a huge fire inside of um, the deck or something, some it's area. One of the landing pod yeah. things. I forget the name they gave it. And... There's a big fire that's starting and, you know, they're on a clock to get the people out 
before they have to seal it off because you know it's a ship so the oxygen right it like ignites quickly and yeah and it was also close to the hangar deck where all the fuel stores are so if they got there they're all fucked yeah yeah it'd blow up so they have to make a quick decision and they decide that well colonel ty decides that to seal off the engine room and, and vent the atmosphere and vent that vent out the fire, which will cut off a bunch of the engine crew and kill them. And Chief is trying to tell him, like, I just need, you know, right. forty seconds. Like, just give yep. me forty seconds. And he's like, We don't have that time. Right. So he makes a decision and he closes it off. Yep. And then he says afterwards though, he makes the comment that if they remember their training, they're all wearing their suits, their mm-hmm. helmets. So they, they they go out and pick them up afterward and they'll all right. be alive. But probably most of them weren't. You know, it's been a while since anybody was at war. Right. I mean... I mean, Chief goes back down there and he finds Callie with, like, the dead, burned body of one of her friends. Just like, And she's just, like, sitting there crying, stunned. Yeah, the guy that gave uh, Adama the uh, photo of him standing in front of his Viper yeah. with his two kids. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, Vi- yeah, Viper. Mm-hmm. Chief goes to talk to Adama because he's so mad that they lost 85 people mm-hmm. in the fire. And all he needed was 20, all he needed was forty, 40 sec- seconds. Forty seconds to get everyone to safety. But Adama said he would have made the same call if he was in that position. So yep, nothing to do about it now. All except the- for get back to work. Except get back to work. Yeah, <laughs> they get word that all of the other ships are lost. All the other battle stars are lost. So Galactica is now in charge of the entire fleet. <laughs> Galactica is the entire fleet. It is the entire fleet, <laughs> besides the little government ship that. Apollo, a colonial one, this is the government ship, uh, that Roslyn and uh, Lee are on. Well, now it's colonial one. Right, because she's the president. Because she's the president. On <laughs> she's yeah. the president. Uh, Just like any plane becomes Air Force One when the, when <laughs> as soon the, as the president's, when the president's on, it. on it. Yeah. They find out that there are Cylon f- fighters inbound of colonial one, and Adama's ready to jump, to do the FTL jump faster than light speed. Right? Yeah. Just want to make it's sure Probably that faster than light. Faster than light, okay. Adama is trying to tell Lee that they have to jump, but Rosalind wants to save the civilian f- civilian ships, and they're arguing and arguing, and then we're back in the command center, and all we see on the on the Galactica scanners is Colonial One disappearing, and reports of a thermonuclear detonation of another fifty kiloton. Yeah, the same one that was on yeah. Caprica City. Yep. And Adama's very shaken. He's by very this. distraught. He thought he lost his other son thinks he did he he lost his other son maybe we'll find out next he lost time. his other son he got blown up everyone blew up now there's no president <laughs> <laughs> who's the that means next... the head of the military goes and so luckily adama is <laughs> the head of the military adama's in charge so that's where part one ends which was very hard to figure out i had to do a lot of research to figure out where part one ended because did they did not rerun it, uh they just all the way it's through it's all blob together on amazon so oh. it's like one long continuous thing so i had to read a bunch of different wikipedia articles i was like is this where it stops and then i was trying to figure it out and yep that's exactly i just stopped stops. around hour and a half and so I was they like, don't roll is... credits in the middle huh no interesting nope i didn't have that problem because yours ended my yeah mine is oh, okay. mine is the two parts separate nice so you so i didn't have to tell you that then but i ended on the right moment you did yeah cool. it's uh you see the explosion on the uh, whatever they call that thing, the heads up. It's got a name. The scanner. 
I can't remember what it's called. It's got a name. Yeah. And uh, Od- uh sorry. Uh, Odama. <laughs> Thanks, Odama. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Adama. Adama, thank you. <laughs> Adama is very uh, distraught that his son has just died. Yes. So, next time we'll tackle part two. Yes. The exciting conclusion. But first I got some fun facts for you. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, we see... Like I said before, when Laura's Rosalind's being told about her cancer, uh, uh-huh. we see the ship from Firefly. Are there any other ones in there? Um, no. Just that the one. The reason that Serenity's in there is because the special effects of the miniseries were created by Zoic Studios, who previously worked on Firefly. Oh, very nice. Um, Trisha Helfer, who plays Caprica Six, based her performance on Daryl Hannah's character Pris in Blade Runner, and Edward James Olmos, who's also in Blade Runner. Gave her a copy of the movie to watch to help her. Huh. Isn't that cute? I haven't seen Blade Runner yet. You haven't seen the old Blade Runner? I haven't. What? I know. You can't what me. You haven't watched any of Star Trek. <laughs> I just watched Blade Runner for the first time a few months ago. Okay. But, well, no, because I watched, I watched most of it in, in uh, class in college, but I had never seen the whole thing. I want to see the I second read... one. Yeah. But I have to watch the first one first. Yes, you do. It's like watching the second Tron without watching the first Also, Tron. you can't compare that to Star Trek. Star Trek's like a gazillion hours of something to consume. This is two movies. You can't not touch that thing, can you? <laughs> I gesture emphatically when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Star Trek is a lot to watch. Comparable. Not comparable. Because one of them's good, the other isn't. <laughs> wow. Oh. Just kidding. <laughs> Hurting my feelings. I don't care. Like Star Trek all you want. It does not matter to me. I'm not going to yuck your yum. Cool. I just prefer not to watch it. I just prefer to watch all of the Marvel movies over and over again instead. <laughs> That's how I spend my time. See? I have too much I like, so it's impossible for me to do all these. I know. <laughs> overly over binging. Uh-huh. Um, let's see. Much, okay. Much like its predecessor series, the 2004 Battlestar Galactica took inspiration for its storylines from real real world events. Most notably was the swift swearing-in ceremony for Laura Roslin as president of the 12 colonies. Uh This event, which took place on the fictional Colonial One ship, mirrored the 1963 swearing-in of then-Vice President Lyndon Johnson after the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. Okay. In the photo, Johnson is seen taking the oath of office aboard Air Force One with former First Lady Jackie Kennedy and his wife, Lady Bird Johnson, at his side. And the photo is pretty much identical to the Laura Roslin scene. Oh, cool. So, just cool. Um, and then, as we discussed before, the characters of Starbuck and Boomer are female in this version. They were, however, male in the original TV series. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, none of the characters in the original series had last or family names. So the fact that, so Starbuck was just Starbuck. In this, in this show, she's Kara Starbuck Thrace. Right. Well, Starbuck's her call sign. Right. Here's her call sign rather than her name. And Boomer is Sharon. So right. When in the show, it was just Boomer. But yes, so. Uh, <laughs> so, Mr. Lost in Castration. Uh, what was it his name was lawson castration (laughs) 
basically no (laughs) dirk benedict who played original starbuck was furious about the fact that they changed starbuck to be a a woman and wrote an essay called starbuck lost in castration which makes me roll my eyes so hard you can't compare the two things so he says (laughs) and i quote this garbage okay God, I can't read it. It's so bad. <clears throat> Starbuck would go the way of most men in today's society. Starbuck would become star dough, what the suits of yesteryear had been incapable, incapable of doing to Starbuck 25 years ago, was accomplished quicker than you can say orchiectomy. Much quicker, as in frack, gonads gone. And the word went out to all the suits and all the smoke free offices throughout the land of unimagination. Starbuck is dead. Long live Stardo. Wow. Yeah. You know, he probably would have gotten asked to the TV series had he not done that. Because I believe the original actor who played Apollo actually Richard has, Hatch? Yeah, has yeah, a role in this series. At yeah, some he point. plays Tom. Or, yeah, he, he plays. I can't remember what his name is. Yeah, he plays a pretty long term role on the show. Uh huh. But, you know. Sometimes you just got to be a dick and flaunt the fact that you have a dick and then you don't get asked not to be on TV shows. Starbuck was a womanizer too on the original, as I recall. And so was Starbuck female. She was a womanizer? She was a manonizer. (laughs) 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 The funny part is I thought about that earlier today. I'm like, would you call her a manonizer? Because he was a womanizer? Although I'd say, man... She gave the character Starbuck some awesome, like, he shouldn't be upset about that. He shouldn't that. be upset because Starbuck's amazing. Yeah, she, and she took a lot of his characteristics from the original show, as I remember, and incorporated into into that character, right. even though it's a different sex. And like, it's I just amazing. Like, I feel like it was an homage. Yeah. And he, just because she Pooped has, all over it. Just because she doesn't have a dick, it's like a huge deal to him. It's so stupid. Garbage. Well, you know, some people just can't deal. I know. It just makes me roll my eyes that it's like so petty and I can't. Anyway. Didn't the original Battlestar Galactica cause some controversy between the U.S. and Russia when it was originally aired? I mean, maybe if it was happening during the I think Cold I War. <laughs> glanced over something about something being very similar to something that happened at some time. I hope that was very specific for everybody because I tried really hard. <laughs> very specific. <laughs> um, let's see. What's our double count this week? I'm going to say three Caprica sixes. Three sixes. We saw the first one. We saw the second one. Saw the second one. And then Gaius saw a vision one. Right. Who Which becomes... are the nanobots in her bloodstream from having sex with her. <laughs> that is the theory I've come up with. But and I think that's what it is. No. I think when her spine was glowing, no. she was injecting him <laughs> with nanites so that she can <laughs> communicate with him in his brain parts. No, because Caprica 6 and his vision Caprica are totally different people. Maybe the nanites have their own soul. <laughs> but do Cylons have a soul? We will find out, <laughs> won't we? No, because... I mean, maybe we do. Anyway. <laughs> I'm if not you find out say. if they have souls or not? I'm not going to say. I mean, it's a theme throughout the whole series, so. Especially for Caprica. Yes, She's I think. obsessed with that. Yes. Um, but the Vision one is like, 
a very it becomes like a spiritual thing and it's like god to him god interesting which is thing funny in the show he's so anti-religious and then he becomes one of the most religious people in the show yeah and everybody else so the 12 colonies are all based off of a polytheistic mm-hmm. world so the fact that the cylons think there's one god is problematic yeah kind of sounds like something in history doesn't it yeah this whole christianity thing Christ- christianity thing what the what heck are you doing just fell? <laughs> i assume Suggy's doing something bad probably um so yeah we got three sixes we didn't see any other cylons that we know of no there's one that we we didn't see them but six talks to somebody you have to assume that's a sad oh yes take that back you got the two toasters in the beginning <laughs> We're not going to count the toasters. They look exactly alike. <laughs> They're obviously clones of each other. And the other. two raiders. <laughs> <laughs> the two raiders. The, yeah. There you go. The ships, yeah. Yep. They look exactly alike. All the vipers. They look so exactly. you got the two raiders and you got the two toasters and, and three sixes. Yeah, there Two you go. that are corporeal and one that is nanobots in, in <laughs> his, his bloodstream. I'm telling you, it's got to be a nanobot. <laughs> <laughs> He's been, he's been hacked. Okay. He's got a virus. I'm sure. And his virus is a hot Even chicken in a red dress. Even though I'm a very logical person, and I would prefer that over the spiritual uh, <laughs> explanation, You're I don't stick think with the that tracks. <laughs> okay. Not with Gaius and Six's relationship. It's too weird for well, it to I, be technical like that. I tried. I tried I to float my theory, your, and my theory I appreciated sunk. your theory. Like a boat with holes you in it. You can try to prove your theory throughout <laughs> watching if you want. It could be my thing. <laughs> There's your thing. Um, that's all I got. Yeah. So next well, week we're gonna do. Let's do part two next the week. The part second part of this. And, yeah. and wrap this whole thing up. So I hope you come back and two listen weeks to of that. Battlestar. Deal yeah. with it. Yep. It'll be the war of our podcast again. in your head. Uh, until next week, though. Um. Wait. What? Uh. There's more. Oh, yes. We have to tell you Just about our stuff. To find us on things. Yeah. Wow. God, you got to do the marketing. This is why I'm the marketing person. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter at CDoublePod. Email us your ideas or comments or questions or just say hi at Seeing Double. Nope. Damn it. Yep. At gmail.com. <laughs> also. Oh. Okay. There's more. <laughs> Wait for it. Also, I was going to say, you can follow me on Instagram, which at Steph plus Verb, because I always post about the new episodes when they come out, because I haven't made a separate Instagram account for us, because I feel like that's overkill. But you can just follow me, and you can also see pictures of cats and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So he's on this all the time. Cats and podcast stuff. Yeah, pretty much. I make pretty graphics for it, so you might as well look at them. So now I can say... Yeah, say your other things. Until next week. Oh, I'm Stephanie Kretz. And I'm Bradford Barth. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.